the members of the committee for selecting me, and especially Ms. Lakita Jones, uh, for choosing me worthy enough to come here and speak to you all this morning. Uh, I thank you, Pastor, uh, Reverend Dr. Murphy, Jr., for allowing me to be here um, and just try and impart some of my experience uh, through this crazy journey of life uh, on our new graduates this morning. So as all of our graduates will soon find out, it takes a tribe uh, to make it through this next phase of life. So before I move forward, I have to acknowledge my uh, loving husband with the camera uh, here in the front. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Um, so I just, um, I, I want to talk to you guys and I want to, I want to get real today um, about life. So I think we have some graduates here in the building. Do we have any graduates here this morning? Soon to be graduates? Or are we all supportive? Uh, soon to be graduates? Okay, can you please stand, sir? Can we give him a round of applause? Um, so, like I said, I want to I wanna talk from a place of, of, of experience where I've been um, uh, this morning, and hopefully that it, it blesses your life as you're moving forward or it touches somebody this morning, um, because God has brought me through it, and so I just feel honored to be able to speak on it. Um, I want to read from two scriptures this morning that have uh, served me well. Um, as I've gone through uh, the different phases of, of my life. So the first scripture is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 17. Um, and that scripture just simply says, pray without ceasing. Uh, for the second scripture, if you could turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. And I'm going to read from the uh, New International Version. Um, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we through many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We all have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophecy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Uh, you all may be seated. So, as you guys can all see, I came in theme this morning. Uh, my shirt says, pray, boss up, repeat. Okay, thank you. All right. <laughs> um, so, what I want to talk to you guys about entering this next chapter of your life and to the congregation who will support you through this, 
I want to talk about what it takes to succeed. Um, there's no greater feeling than the time that our graduates are probably feeling right now in their lives. Walking across the stage, collecting their diploma, high school, college, it's all the same. It's a joy that you have knowing that you've closed one chapter and are beginning the next. It's truly a wonderful time in your life. Uh, funny enough, this weekend is my high school class reunion. Uh, I am a Detroit native. I might be the only one here from that, but that's all right. You know, you got to rep to the fullest wherever you are. Um, my brother and I went to the same high school, and so he's there uh, sending me pictures and, you know, just reminiscing about the old times being there. Um, he went for his 20th reunion, so he's way, 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 way older than me. Uh, I'm only on 19, but uh, I'm going to stretch that year out for as long as I can. Um, but I remember having the biggest smile on my face when I went across that stage. Uh, I was blessed at the time to have my grandparents, um, and they were there in full force uh, celebrating me, uplifting me, cheering me on. So we were outside for hours taking pictures in the burning sand, uh, sun. It doesn't matter, right? Like the situation, it's just that moment, that joy that you have, knowing that you've made that accomplishment. And it's such a monumental moment for you. I don't think I smiled that big again until I got to my college graduation. And I can still remember that graduation so vividly. Uh, walking across this, well, actually I danced across the stage, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> but I can remember that against all odds, all of my final exam odds, I got that diploma, I crossed that stage, and I, got, and, and I was done. I made it out, I was an electrical engineer, and, uh, and I was grown. <laughs> Right, I mean, that's how I felt at the time until I started to realize what I was grown truly meant. <laughs> but let me tell you, so I played basketball through college. So I was a full scholar athlete and I was trying to study to be an electrical engineer. Well, let me say that that is not a combination that is for the faint of heart, okay? Um, trying to make, it, make sure that you're in your lab classes awake and trying to make sure that you're on practice on time so you don't have to run some extra sprints. That was, that was a journey to say the least, but I made it. And so when I got that degree, it was literally one of the best times in my life. I was excited to venture into this next chapter of my life. Um, as I w am sure that you and the other graduates that will be here will be feeling today. I'm sure the parents are super excited, the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, just to be able to see your child um, experience this joy, knowing that they've accomplished something that they've set out to do, and that you've supported them through that. All the hours of studying are now behind you, and it's on to the next mystery. It's on to a new career, possibly a new city, possibly new friends, definitely new experiences. It's a world, a new world of endless possibilities. When I graduated, I found my way here to DC. I was fortunate to stay with my uncle as I was learning uh, what being a new working woman in a big city was, um, way more expensive than I imagined. So I thank him for that. Um, but I took my first job here as a power systems engineer um, at WMATA, 
So I'm sure all of you guys know the train system. Sorry for the delays. I have nothing to do with that. Um, <laughs> but I was one of the very few engineers in the entire company that looked like me, a young black woman. At the time, I can admit I was nowhere near as woke as I am today. So I was just really focused on getting myself grounded in my work, making a name for myself in the company, and performing at my highest level. So each day, I happily stepped out of my house, went into the building where I worked, ready to go. You know, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. I would take on any task, work whatever hours necessary to soak up as much information as I could. And I very quickly progressed my position forward in the company. I started noticing as this was happening that more and more when I attended these meetings, I was the only face that looked like me. I started noticing that people who once cheered me on as a novice engineer in the company seemed a little threatened by me as a corporate go-getter. I started noticing more and more that my circle that I thought that I had formed and was so tightly packed just started to dwindle its way down smaller and smaller. There were times that I felt so alone that it would bring me to tears, to be quite honest. I would ask myself, am I really this lame? Or am I too bossy? But don't, don't ask him that. So. Just refrain from asking those questions today. Um, I would ask myself, am I doing something wrong? You know, what is it? Why me? And when I was always down, I always had the benefit of being able to call my mother. So I would get her on the phone and basically say absolutely nothing. <laughs> Just breathe on the phone with her. And she would instantly know, okay, something's wrong. What happened? What is it? And I would respond, as every young person does, nothing. <laughs> and my mom would say, talk to me through it. Try and give me words of encouragement. Some I accepted, some I rejected, because I was young and I just wasn't there yet where I could hear it. But every time she would say, it's going to be all right, she would just tell me that I needed to pray that she was praying for me. And then she would ask me, when's the last time you went to church? <laughs> and I would immediately, <laughs> you know, kind of perk up and listen, like, okay, well, maybe it's been a little bit. Let me, let me venture back here this Sunday. But my mom would tell me that God's power for my life is far greater than what I can imagine. And whatever I'm going through right now, was just a temporary situation. Stay the course, stay focused, stay prayerful. Of course, being young and frustrated, I listened, but I was remiss in always acknowledging the moment, uh, in the moment, what I knew to be true, which was, when in doubt, seek God. So I would listen, I would get off the phone, Eventually, I would have my conversation with God, and then I'd head off to bed, wake up the next day, and take on the world again, just ready to go back out there and go after it. And every day that it was rough, I would call my mom back, day after day, going through the tough situation, just to go through the same routine, 
Listen, say nothing, not fully acknowledge, and then pray. Like I said, I was young and stubborn, for sure. But my mom, she never stopped praying. She never stopped preaching. She never stopped believing. She prayed uh, me through some of the toughest days and hardest decisions. And when things really get rough, she called in backup, my Detroit church family. <laughs> so I know someone here can relate to this. See, I grew up in the church uh, in Detroit. My church family uh, had just as much interest in my success as someone kin to me. So when I would go home, it was nothing for me to walk in church and someone tell me how things were going to work out with my crazy boss <laughs> or that something that I was struggling through would be all right. A simple walk from my seat to the end of the aisle, I could have 10 to 20 folks telling me that they've been praying for me. I would always look at my mom in disbelief because, well, those conversations were supposed to be private. But in her mind, church family was private, so, you know, there was no debate there, right? And every time I would come back to D.C., time would pass. Whatever situation that I felt that I just could not overcome was struggling through, it too would pass. And every time I felt that I was at my breaking point of frustration, God would answer my prayers. And he would answer the prayers of my never-ceasing church family, friends, my tribe, who prayed for me continuously, even when I could not pray for myself. God would deliver new opportunities to me, and promotion after promotion, I progressed. Even sometimes in positions that I didn't even think I was qualified for, but somebody sought me out and somebody saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, and I had it. And just like that, every pressing issue that I had that I was so upset about that my mom shared with this church family was a fading memory because I just kept continuing to receive blessings from God and move on to bigger and better things. And I want to say that I think the, the, the big point of that right there is that those memories of frustrations, those moments of frustrations are fleeting. You gotta stay the course. Well, one year, I found myself, um, you know, after continuous years, more years than I like to talk about, repeating this cycle, I found myself in a situation that was a little bit odd because I quit. I quit my job. I walked away from this comfort of a steady paycheck because I was experiencing such a rough situation that it started to affect my health. And I said, well, this can't be right. <laughs> so I left. And for the first time in my life, I found myself in a situation where I had no job, no plan, and a steady stream of bills coming in that oddly enough, they expected payment every month. So that was rough, you know? But just like every other time I called my mom, and like every other time she would tell me, I need to pray, she was praying for me, and asked me, when's the last time you've been to church? <laughs> and even though I've been here before, frustrated about a situation, work, whatever, this time it was different. 
This time something told me to jump off the cliff, and I did. I quit. But then I thought, well, wait a minute, did I jump before I got the rest of the message? Because I had no job, no plan, and steadily were getting bills. And to make matters worse, I was sitting in a cloud of confusion about where my life was headed. To put it simply, I was scared. I was scared that I had made a huge mistake and jumped when I wasn't supposed to. I'm sure that many of our seasoned members here today can speak to you about fear. It's real and it's blinding. For the first time in my, in my life, I decided that I needed to seek God in a different way because my fear was overwhelming and my judgment was clouded. My normal conversations with God were good, but he required more in this moment. I required more in this moment. So for the first time in my life, I fasted and I read scripture after scripture, day after day for 40 days straight until I had clarity to understand what God was calling me to do. I know that God had a purpose for me, but me trying to figure that out on my own just was not working. I know that there was a reason that I was at this point in my life, but I didn't know what it was. And that dark road ahead, that unknown path, well, that's what you call, and you will soon learn, is called life. And life was scaring you, has a way of scaring you off your purpose. See, in life, it's easy to stay on the path that many have traveled. It's easy to go with the flow and never challenge the norm. But that's not what the scripture tells us. The scripture tells us that we are here as the many to play our part as humble servants in the body of Christ. So I stayed the course. I strengthened my spirit, which in turn strengthened my mind. And as he always does, God provided. It was at the time that I opened, it was at this time that I opened my training business, uh, Game Changer Development. Um, three short years later, we opened our first facility and you know, God is able, God is amazing. We are still open to this day. Um, and it was a passion that God had put into my life that I had repressed because I was trying to travel on a path of the many instead of the one that God had already paid for me. I thank him daily for never giving up on me when I wanted to give up on myself. I thank him every day for giving me a praying mother, a praying father, a praying brother, a praying husband, a praying tribe. People that continue to pray for me without ceasing when I couldn't pray for myself. And while the road is not always easy, the path is not always clear. If you have faith and you allow him to work through you, God will open doors that you never knew existed. God will provide opportunities that you could never have imagined you would have. Stay the course and show up. One of the many marching by faith every day that you may serve your purpose over this lifetime. I guess what I'm trying to tell you this morning is that when you show up for God, have faith to travel down your path, down your journey, there will be hard times, there will be tears, there will be pain, there will be fear. 
But when I tell you that the glory and his power and the anointing that he places on your life will far outweigh anything that you could possibly imagine, God delivered, God delivers, God is going to continue delivering. So you must have faith that dark days ahead of you in this next chapter and the chapters after that and the chapters after that are only a momentary stop on your course to greatness. So let me bring it back around to the theme and the message for this morning, which is pray, boss up, and repeat. So pray. Prayer is about having faith. And faith, as it tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We pray because we have faith that God will deliver. Our responsibility is to pray for each other uplift each other before God so that we can continue to seek out our purpose in life. And so I challenge each and every one of you here today for these young graduates that are about to step into this journey to continue to uplift them in prayer despite mistakes they may make, despite courses they, they uh, deflect from, that you continue to pray for them without ceasing because it is through your prayers that they will see their light at the end of the tunnel. So as my mother has done for me, as my tribe has done for me, we have that obligation, like I said, to continue to pray for these young people so that we can walk them through this next chapter, keep them protected under the watchful and merciful sight of God, and especially, especially when they are unable to do it for themselves. We must pray without ceasing. Boss up. So what does that mean? Simply walk in your purpose. And I'm going to say that again, because this is something that touches all of us. doesn't matter age, uh, whatever chapter in life you are in, walk in your purpose. You are here to serve one purpose, and your role is to find out what that is and go after it unrelentlessly. Put into it what God has put into you. And when you get knocked down, as we all have, you get back up, you dust yourself off, and you go after it all again. Just as Romans teaches us, our roles may be different, but it is our purpose to serve them diligently. Bossing up is simply deciding that you won't give up. You show up and you show out in whatever you do. You stand in your faith, you have pride in your work, and lead the way, setting an example for those that will come behind you. So what does repeat mean? Life is about a journey, right? There will always be days that you get it right, and then there will be days where you question why you even got out of bed. Unfortunately, there's no do-overs for those moments. Trust me, I've tried. I tried staying asleep. I still woke up. It was still the next day. So, you know. What we have to do is take the opportunity each day to decide to learn from our experiences and use that knowledge to go after our goals again, but this time just a little wiser than the time before. Despite our setbacks, we must repeat that effort. Um, we have to do, um, I think, what 
you know, this current generation calls keep that same energy, right? <laughs> we must keep that same energy and repeat that same effort. Push past our setbacks so that we can walk towards our success in our walk with God day in and day out. Repeating the effort we are putting towards serving our purpose in his service. So as I leave you today, I want to again thank you for allowing me to be here and speak to you all. For my graduates, you are the next generation. You represent the best of us. We may have set the tone, but you guys now are on the course and you have to continue to push past whatever obstacles that you have because there is generations behind you that will one day only know you and they will only see you and they will strive to be what you have been and you have to keep setting those foundations, those building blocks. So as you step forward into this next chapter of your life, remember to get up each day with a prayerful heart, boss up at every opportunity presented to you because what God has put in you, no man can take from you. And end each day with gratitude for the opportunity to do it all again. So God bless you all, and I'm gonna be watching as these young people take over this world, and um, I thank you all for allowing me to be here today to speak to you.